This week's episode of the Lyris Lounge podcast is brought to you by none other than one of my favorite companies, bridal retailer Maggie Sotero Designs. They have a dress for every love story. They dress brides size 2 to 28. Here's a few words from our sponsor. And as always, go to MaggieSotero.com for more info. We're all unique. Every bride is unique. There's so much variety and choices that you can find when you go to Maggie Sotero. It runs the gamut from the rocker chick to the new duchess, very simple and sophisticated, to the ultimate diva. Maggie Sotero has something for every bride out there that shows your personality, shows your individuality, shows your beauty, but elevates it because it's your day. It's your wedding day. You want to look amazing. Maggie Sotero? had you covered from head to toe. I'm so glad to be able to inspire women for their love story. Maggie Sotero will definitely have a dress for my love story when I'm ready to make it happen. Hey, it's Lyris Cross, and we are back with part two with my interview with the incomparable Mr. Tim Gunn. Oh, thank you, Lyris. You're incomparable. Thank you. We're incomparable together. Oh, my goodness. Uh... So, again, use the hashtag while you're listening to this podcast, hashtag Lyris Lounge, L-I-R-I-S-L-O-U-N-G-E. Use it, share the podcast, get other people listening. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear, you know, whatever you're thinking about from our conversation. So get back to me. All right. All right. What was your favorite outfit? On me from season 16. Well, I can tell you what the most memorable outfit was. Okay. Your Shopkins outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's almost a tie. Okay. It's, a th- it's almost a three-way tie, actually. I would say the Shopkins outfit, Kenya's outfit with the blue. Oh, that was stunning. Yes. And um, my good and evil outfit. Remind me. Um, Who's the, the designer? Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael. Okay. And I had the feather crown. Oh, now I remember. Yes. Once you said crown. Yes. 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 So a lot of a lot of people love that outfit. And you know what's surprising? A lot of people also love the outfit that Brandon did for me for the first episode. I did too. Yeah. 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 And he won, didn't he? Uh, no, no. Um, Deontay won. Deontay won? Yeah. He had the outfit. Uh, it was like a two-piece. It was on Monique. And had the big flowers, remember? Oh, now I remember. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Thank yes. you. Deontay yep. did win. Yes. Um, I was so sad when he went home. Yeah, he was a great guy. He was. A great guy. He was. And I just want to say, what I love about the three looks that you just picked out, the, uh-huh. Michael, um, Kenya, and who did the shotgun outfit? Ayana. Oh, Ayana did it. Yes. Um, what I like about those three is how different they all are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people liked how I brought the Shopkins outfit alive. You were fabulous. Well, you Thank always are you. fabulous, but that was a challenge because on on a dress form in the workroom, that just looked ridiculous, <laughs> and you brought it to life. What did you think about me on the runway when you like when you first started to say who like who is this lyricist? <laughs> oh, I never, I never questioned who is this lyricist. What what I would say is, how are we so lucky to have the the fabulous Lyris Cross? Oh my god! How are gosh, we so lucky? Tim. I mean, everything you w- walked was. I got 
goosebumps thinking about it now. Everything you walked, you made spectacular. And any designer, every designer who was fortunate enough to have you as a model benefited from from that very, very much. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, you don't understand how I'm trying to keep my emotions in control. Well, I'm trying to do the same thing being with you. And not cry because he is, I mean... You don't understand just watching you for so many years on TV and to get the chance to work with you for, you know, for season 14 for the designer finale. But oh, then, that's right. But then to work a full season with you for season 16. We had a blast. We did. I I tell people I had the time of my life. I were, And I, I, I loved our models day off episode yes. when we were all on the, the rooftop for breakfast yes. and mimosas and yes. that sun beating down on us. <laughs> I said, you know what? I do think he has a special love for me because you were like, oh no, you can stand under my umbrella. I said, ooh! I said, Tim, I said, I think Tim likes me. We have a great collection of selfies from that rooftop We too. sure do. And, and they, I show them off all the time. Oh my gosh, you have to send it to me. I will. Okay, please, please. That was awesome. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about you, though. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, you said you're an open book. I am an open book. I, there's no reason to hide anything. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. And then you have to remember what you hid, which is never good. <laughs> that is never good. Well, after doing a little bit of research on you, I realized we actually have quite a few things in common. Uh, You don't like surprises. I don't really like surprises. Well, it's weird. I want to be surprised, but like for like a romantic surprise. But okay. other than that, I'm very, no, no, no. Where do I have to be? Where are yeah. we going? Yeah. All of that stuff. It's very hard to surprise me because I need the details. Well, part of it also is, especially if there's a, a bait and switch, mm-hmm. we care about how we present ourselves to the world. Yes. So if there's going to be a bait and switch, you better tell me what the switch is going to be. <laughs> I want to make certain I'm appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a large part of it. Oh, my gosh, yes. So I'm really funny about surprises. We both love cocktails. Yes. What is your favorite cocktail? Well, this has been the case since September 11th, 2001. Mm -hmm. I wanted to celebrate the great city that we live in. Mm -hmm. I love Manhattans. Mm. And I like them with bullet rye. Mm. Maybe we'll have to do uh, a Manhattan together one day. I would love it. And I know that you love uh, going to the Met. I, oh, I do. Yes. I was just there yesterday. See? I Okay, so... And I'll be I'm there gonna, tomorrow. <laughs> look, I'm going to ask ahead of time, sometime this year, I want to go to the Met with you one day. Oh, Lyris in a heartbeat. And then I want to go have a Manhattan with you. We'll do it at the in the balcony lounge at the Met. <laughs> and make a great Manhattan. Okay, you, hear, you heard it here first, okay? So I'm going to hold him to Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> you don't have to hold me to anything. I'll wrestle you to the ground and take you there. <laughs> And you don't have any tattoos? No. I don't have any tattoos either. Have you heard what I would have if I were to have a tattoo? It was, oh, darn. The code for your book. The Library of Congress catalog number. Yes, yes. But I have to tell you, it's not going to happen because I have a serious aversion to pain. Really? Yeah. Well, I do well with pain, I'm realizing. (laughs) Physical, emotional? Um. Now I'm going to interrogate you. Physical. You do what? I mean, I have to say this. I have a large, I have a fairly high threshold of pain. Yes, I, I have a very high threshold. But I'm of not going to self-inflict it. No. And no. that's what I see tattooing being. You're self-inflicting yeah, it. Yeah. And no. I just, I've never thought of anything that was really 
worth me going through that type yeah. of pain. And if I did the Library of Congress catalog number, I'd like the whole thing to be one inch long and just a millimeter wide. Yeah, I would probably have it in a place that you wouldn't yeah, catch it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is you don't like to sweat. Well, I don't, but can I just be blunt? I don't like to sweat either. I sweat all the time, <laughs> but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I don't like to sweat either. That's why a lot of times people will ask me, you know, well what what do you do for your workout? And I'm like, uh, I don't really like to post a lot of gym selfies. Yeah. I'm with I'm you. like I look to me I look gross, and but other to people me, would I look gross. <laughs> But other people will probably say, "No, you look beautiful," and I'm like, "Ugh." So, so well, no. and also, I'll tell you, I'm a I'm a serious public transportation person, and mm-hmm. and in spite of all of the problems with it, I'm committed to the subway. Mm-hmm. But this summer, that subway platform, it's it, the, the subway platform platform is like a Bikram yoga studio. Oh my god! And when the air moves, it's hot. It's mm-hmm. like a convection oven. How do people react to you when they see you on the subway? Oh. I never think anybody knows who I am. No one pays any attention to me. Tim, no, you are like true. uber loved. Oh, well, you're kind and generous, but no, I mean, I'm perfectly anonymous on the subway and never have ever thought that I wouldn't be. Mm. Okay. I also realized that, um, and this is me being very transparent right now, I something I haven't really, I don't think I've ever revealed publicly. Uh, another thing in doing some research on you um, about your mom and your dad. Uh, your dad passed at 67 from Alzheimer's. Yes. And my dad is currently going through dementia. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's so. Dementia. It's Alzheimer's. dreadful for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow, we were binded in different ways. You know, we're definitely two different people, but we have a lot of uh, themes that bind us together. How long has, has your father had Alzheimer's? Uh, I'm going to say we knew for sure in the past seven years. Yeah. Okay. Um, And, you know, first it was just like dementia here and there. Um, and, you know, it starts to speed up. Yes, it does. Yeah. Is so, he... In a nursing he's in home? A, no, he's he's, he's still my home? mom still takes care of him. See, my mother just couldn't. My father became so violent um and angry. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the anger was that he knew he had this disease and he couldn't do anything about it, but it be, became do. very violent. They do. Yeah. Um and it's it's hard to see someone you love act out of their character like that. Oh, and then you're like, awful. I know it's just the disease. But sometimes they can say some really rough things well they can there's no filter yeah at all no at all did did you know that my father's mother died at age 67 in a mental hospital wow and we're confident that she had alzheimer's disease wow because this was in the she died in the early 1950s before i was born Mm -hmm. so people didn't know what it was people didn't know how to treat it they just Mm -hmm. thought she was crazy Mm -hmm. so they institutionalized her um awful and thank God, at sixty-five, I st- I I seem to be okay. Oh no, you got it. Unless you I'm delusional, it. you're being proactive. I I know you're doing your fencing. Oh yeah, and work with a trainer twice a week too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do a lot fencing. of reading. A lot of reading and crossword puzzles. Mm-hmm. 
crossword puzzles are golden, yeah. especially to to fight dementia, Alzheimer. So, so trust me, you're going to be around for quite some time. Well, and, <laughs> and hopefully each one, each of us will be spared. Yes, because it it can be genetic. Yes, what's one of the things I guess you could tell me to help cope with having a loved one go through it? That is a very profound question, and I'm wrapping my brain around it. It's so difficult emotionally and mm-hmm. and I'm not helping you cope, but can I share with you the the worst story? Sure. My father was diagnosed on Thanksgiving Eve. I don't remember how many years ago. I was coming home to Washington on the train from New York to spend Thanksgiving with my family. Mm-hmm. My father had a history of bleeding ulcers, which I hate to say I have too, um, and was suffering from one, was in the hospital, Georgetown University Hospital, and mm-hmm. mother picked me up at the train, we drove to the hospital to see dad, and he's ripping his IVs out, mm-hmm. all of the stuff, and we're saying, get back into bed, they're trying to restrain him, he's he's fighting the restraints, at any rate, the next day, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we're met by a doctor, his doctor for this hospitalization, and a social worker, and they tell my mother, his wife, and me, that this disease, that it's Alzheimer's disease, it mm-hmm. will tear the family apart, it mm-hmm. will destroy us financially, and the doctor looked at my mother and said, and your husband will lose his soul. Mm. So we got out in the parking lot, and I said to mother, happy Thanksgiving! So, <laughs> But here's the spooky part. Once dad was in a nursing home, um, we had a dog, a family dog, who just loved him, mm-hmm. loved him, loved him, and he loved her. Mm-hmm. So my sister and mother and I took the dog named Raffles to the nursing home. I was holding Raffles, mm-hmm. and Raffles had a leash, but I was ho- holding her. She jumped out of my arms. She'd never been to this place. Mm-hmm. Jumped out of my arms, tore down the hallway, went into his room wow. and jumped up on his bed and was covering him with kisses. kisses. How bizarre is that? So now let me cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. The last time that we took Raffles to see him, there's no running for his room. There's no recognition of him. I mean, dogs sense smells mm-hmm. and, and, and they're behavioral patterns that they follow Mm -hmm. it is as though she was on a different planet Mm. and i turned to my mother and we put her in dad's lap Mm -hmm. nothing no recognition i turned to my to my mother and said he's lost his soul Mm -hmm. so the dog knew the dog knew Mm -hmm. so after that moment i'm doing all this confessing you're going to end up regretting we had this part too i was home for the holidays, mm-hmm. went to the nursing home with mother. You're going to think I'm a, I'm a horrible person. My mother did. I produced out of my breast pocket mm-hmm. a black plastic garbage bag. And I said, 
just step out of the room and let me do this. Mm -hmm. Figuring I would just suffocate him. There was no point in going on. And then I fold up the garbage bag, put it back in my breast pocket, and we don't know what happened. But Mm. he's no longer with us. And my mother just said, you're getting out of here right now. This is, I'm not going to have my son in jail for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. because of this act of supposed kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I couldn't stand it any longer. It was just so awful to watch. And he he was just completely, he was a vegetable at this point. Mm. Um, and, and And I'll just conclude with the following when it comes to, this is, sound advice Mm -hmm. um and these things may have changed it's been many years since he died Mm -hmm. um the only tangible way you really know whether an individual has alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. is to do a brain autopsy Mm -hmm. because you don't you don't die of it you die of something else some some related cause Mm -hmm. and my mother asked my sister and me since we're the ones to be affected by this Mm -hmm. ostensibly what do you want me to do? And I didn't hesitate. I asked mother, well, what do you want to do? What do, mm-hmm. you, what do you think is best? She said, he's been through hell and back. I can't stand the idea of one additional indignity. So I don't want to do it. And I gave, we gave each other hugs and said, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So if this moment presents itself, I would say no additional indignities. Mm. Sorry, this is a very down no, discussion. It's okay. But it's how okay. could it be up? <laughs> it's it's hard. It's um, really hard. Thankfully, my dad is still pretty. He's still here. Good. Um, but there are days. I mean, he recently got adjusted, med medication wise. Okay. To make things a lot easier and. He's more socialized oh, that's around excellent. other people. So that's been definitely helping. But I understand how you felt as far as I just want this to be over. Yeah. And I know it can probably sound harsh to the people who are listening, but in, until you've gone through watching um, somebody you love change attitude, change um just how they interact with you it's just it's very hard yes it's very hard and um it's even more hard i I, well it's equally hard on the person who's the caretaker absolutely and my mom is the caretaker um even though you know me and my sister you know try to fill in where we can but but she's there day in and day out day in and day out yeah and sometimes you just want them to still be able to live and have the best life possible exactly um outside of taking care of that person and and they can't i mean it's a full-time 24 7 job it is because that that the 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 patient the person suffering from this can't be left alone Mm -hmm. they can't no and they're not responsible for their actions they can't be Mm-mm. And you never know what they're going to do. At all. No. <laughs> no. At all. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Well, but, um, my deepest empathy, because I, I have it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you just said something about your mom. You said, 
you know, what was your relationship with your mom like? What did she do? Um, my mother, my mother actually started the library at the uh, at the CIA. Wow. And yeah, his father was uh, an FBI agent. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she stopped working after I was born, mm-hmm. and then was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. until my sister and I were teens. Um, and then she became a real estate broker, figuring she could uh, do with her own hours. And mm-hmm. she was a real estate broker for 30 years in Washington. Um, and it was love-hate for her. But she was she was a great mother. Mm-hmm. I loved her dearly. Mm-hmm. Did you all get along? Yeah. I mean, well... <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mother had the greatest gift for guilt tripping Mm -hmm. I think I've ever witnessed and Mm -hmm. certainly ever been a part of. Mm -hmm. And she could take practically any moment and, and turn herself into a breast pounding martyr that I have somehow victimized in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know my story about um, almost dying from choking on a piece of hamburger? No. My mother and I were having some sort of, I was being very passive aggressive, mm-hmm. and she arranged for us to have lunch. Um, Clyde's of Georgetown on M Street, and I, the other thing that she had a gift for was picking up the check mm-hmm. when you were intended on picking it, it up, but she'd already given the wait person or the maitre d' or somebody the credit card mm-hmm. because she got there half an hour early. I mean, it would be something crazy like that. <laughs> so I was intent upon picking up this check because I didn't like the circumstances under which we were meeting. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to, some rapprochement, but she wasn't giving me an inch in any of this. And... I had Clyde's famous hamburger, which I love, and <laughs> was chewing, and it got caught in my throat, a piece of burger, mm. and my mother is still yapping away and has an angry tone, and I can still hear it, and I'm choking. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get it up, and, I, and she's saying, I can't believe you're behaving this way, and I'm thinking, I'm choking. dying. <laughs> And I, I don't know how much time went on. It couldn't have been that long because I really would have been dead. But mm-hmm. I reached a point where my hearing stopped, oh my, my eyes glazed over, and then my body just relaxed into this resignation that I was going. Mm-hmm. It was just going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And then because of the relaxing, the piece of meat was dislodged and... <laughs> projected itself out of my mouth into my mother's lap. No! (laughs) So she stands up and says, I cannot believe that you would spit your lunch out at me. I'm leaving. Oh, my goodness. So I stayed. Uh Uh-huh. she picked up the the tab. I cha- I stayed and picked up the tab for my extra cocktail, which I desperately needed. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Wow, what a story. <laughs> I don't know what the moral is, but it's just... <laughs> If you're choking on anything, relax into it and relax it will dislodge it. itself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh my gosh. I know that I, I listened to this other interview. Shout out to Really Famous Podcast. And you talked about the relationship between you and your sister. Oh, which one was this? Um, I think it was like probably about a year ago. What did I say? Only um, because our you talked about how you do not like gifts. Oh yes. Do you still not like gifts? I I had a birthday a, a little more than a month ago, mm-hmm. and some lovely, dear, wonderful friends gave me gifts. I have three; they're still unopened. They left them for me at, in my uh, lobby. Now, do you and do you think it's part of the guilt? I don't know what it is. I, I spent a long time in therapy. Maybe I need to go back. I don't know what it is. I just, I see them there and mm-hmm. I think, I don't want to open you. But the embarrassing thing is, one was from my my dear friends, me and Jerry, mm-hmm. and I saw them recently at the Cloisters, also part of the Met, mm-hmm. and didn't know what to say about the gifts, so I said nothing. And they didn't ask. Then I got home and I thought I should open the gift. And since then, B and I have been emailing. Mm-hmm. I still haven't mentioned it, but I should. And her birthday is tomorrow, actually. I think you should open it up tomorrow on her birthday. I- I'll do it. I'll do it for you and yes. for B. Yes. I'll do it. Do that. Do that. And I love them dearly. It's nothing about, oh, I don't want anything from them. I love these people. I just have this aversion to gifts. I just do. Mm. And I also to free stuff. Mm-hmm. When... Brands, companies, whatever it may be, want to give me free things. It's I won't do it. Expectation of of what I need to do in return. Maybe that's what it is. They like, oh, you have to post this or speak speak about this, or maybe that's the thing with the brands. Because now I even tell brands, if you send me something, it doesn't mean that I'm going to repost yeah. it or talk about it. If you send it, you send it cool. But if you send it as a paid post, then that's different. Well, if I'm doing a photo shoot, for instance, and, mm-hmm. and there's a company that wants to get, I mean, this is a real case. They mm-hmm. said, here, we want, you, we want to give you this pair of sunglasses, and we'd like you to post about it. And I said, I don't accept free things. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And um, they were actually very nice. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm more than happy and willing to pay for these sunglasses, which mm-hmm. I did, because mm-hmm. I liked them. But I said... This does not mean I'm I'm obligated to post anything. Well, no, but if we give them to you, I said that's my point. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm I'm I, yeah, I feel yeah. the way that you do. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just shills, yeah. and we have no soul left. Yeah, and I won't do that. Yeah, and I have to actually like it. Yeah, I have to like it. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wearing a suit and shirt and tie. Everything I'm wearing is from Suit Supply. Mm-hmm. Not a great name, but a fab fabulous brand. Mm-hmm. And I've been wearing them since a New York Times article made me a convert uh, quite a number of years ago. And Suit Supply has said regularly, we want to outfit you for the show. We want to outfit you for the show. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I'm want i paying for this myself. It means I can wear it anywhere. There are no strings attached. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. You don't like strings attached. I, don't li- I do not like strings attached. And that's where the, the gifts, it feels like a string attached. Well, I, I suppose in theory, yes. Um, to a certain degree. 
Yeah, I mean, I finally made a pact with my sister where we will not we're not exchanging birthday or Christmas gifts. Um, other, I mean, I send uh, gifts to her children who mm-hmm. are <laughs> grown; they're now in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, b- between the two of us, it's silly. I mean, I don't know what she needs. I don't need anything, and I don't necessarily want anything. It's just silly. So did you get past the whole gift-giving thing? Because I know um, from listening to the Oh, podcast, tell me. I'm interrupting you. and going off on a tangent. No, it's okay. This is what I do. I babble. It's totally okay. Uh, I think on that podcast, your sister had g- given you a gift, and you didn't open it yet. It's, I probably still and... haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and... They were try- she was trying to, the podcast host was trying to tell you, like, maybe you just need to tell her, like, don't give me these gifts. Because I think you've... Well, that's what I did. I learned yeah. learned from that. Good. Because yeah. you, you thought it was something, like, she's trying to give you these gifts as a reminder of mother, of your mom. Oh, that whole aspect. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, well... So do you feel freed from that now? Well... Yes. Do I feel freed of her being the keeper of my mother's flame? No. I I, I think there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. And and she took mother's. Well, I think actually. Well, I'll finish my sentence. Mm-hmm. She took mother's furniture and absorbed it into her own house, mm-hmm. and it. She was living like a hoarder, and I think now has a, um, uh, storage container or whatever mm-hmm. but th- that doesn't mean she should keep the stuff at mm-hmm. any rate it's there's something a little off it when i listened to it it seemed like because you had a whole story about how the hospital where your mother was staying i remember this vividly yes uh they called you to say hey you know i think yeah. your mom is about to pass um let me put the phone to her ear yeah. and you just said let it go, mom. Just yeah, let it just go. Just relax. Let it right. go. Let it go. Just, and then you didn't realize you. that your sister was trying to drive from Ohio to Delaware yep. to see mother in person before to get her last goodbye. From listening to that interview, it just sounded like you didn't forgive yourself from that. Not, and not necessarily that you needed to be sorry for it. I think you're right, I, though. I think you felt you you were very hard on yourself. Well, I think you were doing what you felt best, trying to free your mom and just tell her, "I love you. You're you know, do what's best for you. Um, you know, I don't want you to hurt anymore." Right, and 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 I didn't want to say to her. And your daughter's in a car, and she'll be there in four to six hours, mm-hmm. so just bite on a bullet mm-hmm. until she gets there. I mm-hmm. just thought, it's so selfish of mm-hmm. my sister mm-hmm. to... I mean, I understand it emotionally, mm-hmm. um, and I could have said, I was here in New York, I could have said, I'll get on a train, I'll get to Wilmington, you can pick me up in Wilmington, and we'll go, mm-hmm. s- go see Mother together, but I thought... It's selfish. Mother had been in such pain, such agony for so long, mm-hmm. and to have the hospital, I was so um, thankful and grateful to the hospital for calling to say, we really think this is it. Um, 
I was it, it was I was overwhelmed with emotion about that and 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 called them back later after she did pass and just sobbed my thanks to them. Thank you. This was so generous of you to have done this. Mm-hmm. So for my sister to say, well, you you're in a way you're the reason mm-hmm. that she's gone mm-hmm. because you you said it was okay mm-hmm. to go. Well, what do you say? It's not okay after all the, these many, many months of this horrible suffering. Mm-hmm. I just thought she was being very selfish. <laughs> Laris, you and I need another show, which is called The Therapy <laughs> Hour. <laughs> but you know what? I, I I think you should forgive yourself and even forgive your sister and how she reacted. All right. Because I, I, I'm truthfully... Who knows? Mother just could have been like, I'm ready to go right now, whether he said it or not. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. And I think she was. I think yeah. she just needed some uh, some validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think once you forgive yourself from that, you're going to feel uh, a bigger sense of freedom. And that's a heavy thing to carry even if you don't think about it every day, but it could be when you speak to your sister, you think about it. Oh, I do. Yeah, see? Yeah. I think you need to forgive yourself and forgive her reaction to you because she was speaking out of emotion. Oh, she was. She was. emotion. And and I will say, too, she spent... The the fact that she was in Ohio, Mm -hmm. um, and and that's where her home and her husband were at the time, um, was unusual because she really basically moved into mother's house and went back and forth to the hospital every day mm-hmm. for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think she was suffering. My sister was suffering too from the fact that she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And the, But that may also be why mother relaxed into this mm-hmm. because her daughter wasn't there saying, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You can do this for what? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, she's not getting any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Sometimes you really have to love someone enough to let them go. Yeah, and, you do. Um, you know, maybe your your sister will figure that out much later, or who knows? Maybe she'll listen to this podcast and she'll be like, you know what, that girl is right. <laughs> 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 but you know, your mom is still shining down on you, and I'm sure she would not want the tension no. between you two. No, so, she wouldn't. Yeah, so no, I hope wouldn't. that you all definitely find a certain level of peace and forgiveness in that area well thank you i'm i'm grateful for your caring and for your wise words yeah so i can't get you any gifts huh (laughs) you lyris you are a gift and being here with you is a gift (laughs) thank you you are a gift you're a gift to this world well you're you really are you really are you don't i'm telling you like I said before, you just don't realize. Whew, okay, Lyrics, keep it together. <laughs> you don't realize how much. Whew, okay. You don't realize how much you just helped to change my life. And well, it works just both by, ways. Just by fighting. Sorry, you guys. Um, uh, uh, just by I'm trying touched. to. Um, change the world of fashion and i appreciate that 
and you, you you helped to change it on Project Runway, so thank you. Well, can I also add on, on that topic mm-hmm. of fashion and change? Mm-hmm. When I became chair of the fashion program at Parsons, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, it, it, and I have to say, Project Runway aside, running that department and, and, and making meteoric changes in, in the culture of the department mm-hmm. is what I'm proudest of professionally. At the same time, I had to fight well, this is not at the same time. Part of what I had to fight and what makes me so proud of those years at Parsons mm-hmm. um, is the fact that American fashion was so badly maligned. Mm-hmm. It's all about Europe. It's all about this creative edge that um, American fashion can't possibly compete with. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling as though we are second class as though we are in the shadow of Europe. I'm proud of American fashion, and I'm proud of the fact that we look at it through a lens of commerce. Mm-hmm. If it's not selling, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I certainly understand having the runway inspire, ready to wear. At the same time, there's no reason why ready to wear can't be innovative and creative and just completely gorgeous. Agreed. And we know that when it when it is, people stand up and take notice. There mm-hmm. just are a lot of dumb clothes out there. <laughs> there are, there are. Um, hmm. When was the last time you lost your temper? What a good question. You know, I I keep the lid on for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. I say about myself that I'm extremely flexible, Mm -hmm. and I bend, and I bend, and I bend until Mm -hmm. I snap, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be around when it happens. Mm -hmm. I I honestly think that the last time I I really lost my temper was season 15 of Runway Mm -hmm. with Swapnil, the designer. He was so talented. Well, well, I loved his collection. He did. For I the, love for the, the collection du- too. I'm not the, certain he made it. For the Dunny collection. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not. I'm not certain he made it. He went home to India, and I believe was paying people ten dollars or ten dollars a week to to make it for. Anyway, that's that's another thing. But I really <laughs> lost it in the workroom, and mm-hmm. it had to do with his, his work ethic or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Dia, the F word was going to come hurling out of my mouth. Um, Neither did anyone around me. I mean, I think everyone was frightened. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think that was the last time I seriously lost my temper. Mm. Um, And totally, in some ways, screwed things up in the in the workroom. He was the he was the last designer during the the round of critiques, Mm -hmm. Um, and I had his model with me, um, and. As I'm getting more and more, well, as I'm shouting louder and louder and using more expletives, mm-hmm. I take her by the arm and I say, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. And we stormed out of the workroom. But I didn't give him any time to measure her or to fit. And then I found out later that they had to go through this whole thing all over again and give everybody more time because of what I did. And I never thought about the consequences of that. I was just in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and wanted to deliver my message and get out, <laughs> which I did. Well, I mean, that's quite some time, though, to 
at season 15 because that was at least what two years ago yeah that's a, that's a good amount of time You're to right. not lose I, your temper. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I try to do everything possible, to, as I said, to keep the lid on or to not even that as much as be introspective mm-hmm. and ask, why am I getting so angry about this? What's going on? And what can I do to mitigate this? Mm-hmm. Um, so it happens infrequently, but, it, but it's not pretty when it does. Mm-hmm. Another thing I realized about you is you like alone time. I like alone time too. You and me. Although I, I enjoy being in the company of other people. There's just still something about. It's, it's like, for me to regenerate. Yes. And be the best lyricist I can be. I need some alone time. I call it <laughs> time to heal and repair. Yes. Yeah, it's important. It is. It is. And some people call me selfish. They say. That's a terrible thing that mm-hmm. that you like being alone. Well, I don't know that it is. Can I share with you too? Mm-hmm. I've only thought about this recently, within about the last six months, mm-hmm. and a part of it has to do with more time in the in the world and maturing. Mm-hmm. But I I have a feeling, at least for me, that we return to behavior that was established when we were very little. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I hated being with other people. I hated school. I I had mm. a couple of friends, but they I wouldn't call them close. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved being at home in my room with my Legos and my books. I just I loved it. And I'm and I've in my old age I've 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 grown back to that. I it's the same. But doing some research again, I <laughs> You're good Lyris. Yes. You also had a stuttering problem oh, when yes. you were Bad. younger. So Until I was you, 19. Yeah. So you may have became really, really to yourself because you didn't want to deal with embarrassment, shame. Um, teasing. Teasing, any of that. Oh, Were no, you teased de- a lot? All the time. People imitating the stutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awful. Wow. And of course, anxiety, stress contributes to a stutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not good. And, and even now... Um, when I'm very fatigued, it mm-hmm. kicks back. Listen, it, I'm not fatigued. I'm just excited <laughs> being with you. It kicks back in, back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never fully left me. But I was, I became functional after a lot of of speech therapy. So thank God to speech pathologists. They're yes. saints. Yes. Yeah. You took control of it. Well, eventually, it yeah. took a while. But yeah. things happen. Things happen for a reason. A phrase I use all the time that my mother absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I just think. Hmm. You said, yeah, you return to you know what you did as a child, but sometimes the things that happened to us when we were a child, you know, were horrible that formed well, yeah. us into the people that we are now. So I understand you having your alone time, but I also hope that you are still enjoying yourself with other people. Oh, have, I am. You know, have I, your friends just, and you go and do this and that. I'm just selective. Okay. Um, but I also say about myself, mm-hmm. I always do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I just do. I mean, it's that these are commitments. But I'm very careful about the decisions that, that I make around things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, if I don't have to do them, mm-hmm. I may not. 
Mm-hmm. So um, it's like us today. I so wanted to do this and have been so looking forward to it. And here we are. Yay, yay. <laughs> Another thing. How do you feel about the word love? What does love mean to you? And when was the last time you were in love? Oh, I'm in love all the time. I mean, <laughs> um, love to me means a profound passion for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be a painting. It can be a piece of music. It mm-hmm. can be um, an experience that you have during the day that mm-hmm. you just, you'd like to relive and relive and relive. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in strong emotions. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I'm very careful about, this goes back to the alone time, I'm mm-hmm. very careful about what I'll display in public because I am mm-hmm. I can cry at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. um, and do. And, and it, it's not necessarily about sadness mm-hmm. or um, pain. It happens to me on runway. It used to happen to me in my classrooms. It's about... The privilege mm-hmm. of, I'm choking up, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's about the privilege of bearing witness to the triumph of the human spirit. Mm. It never ceases to amaze me mm-hmm. what people are capable of doing. And I'm mm. talking about greatness, not horrible things. Mm-hmm. Greatness, the triumph of the human spirit. It's phenomenal. Mm. So what was the last thing that you were in love with? My Scrambled eggs at City Diner this morning. (laughs) (laughs) They were the best scrambled eggs ever. (laughs) And I said to Stephanie, the way person, I don't know what the chef did to these eggs, but please have the chef keep doing it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was the last thing I expected. Okay, so... (laughs) So it just happened this morning. And then I'm in love with you. Thank you. And our time together. Thank you. Well, Zach, see, you're you're a slick one because I was about to ask you when was the last time you were in love with somebody. <laughs> you. <laughs> He's a slickster, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when's the last time you were on a uh, on a date? Ha ha! I came back, y'all. <laughs> when was the last ice age? <laughs> Um, literally uh-huh. the 1970s. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. Tim. Um. I thought, I mean, I'm celibate right now, so I thought I had it. My God. No, I, I, I mean, I'll give you the context. I, know, I have all these sad stories. <laughs> I'm sounding rather pathetic. Um. I I was in a very intense relationship for nine years, mm-hmm. my first and only, mm-hmm. and it ended very abruptly in 1982 when the person with whom I was having this passionate relationship mm-hmm. said to me, and I was in his apartment, mm-hmm. it wasn't our apartment, I still had mine, which said something, I never got rid of mine, he said to me, I have no patience for you anymore. I want you to leave. What? I 
I have no patience for you. I, I want you to leave. And you need to know, he said to me, that I have been sleeping with everything imaginable. Mm. Now, this is the dawn of AIDS. No. I thought not only has he dumped me after all these years, he may have given me a death sentence. Mm. And I was tested every six months f- until 1990. Wow. And knock wood, Thank nothing. God. But anyway, it, it's that was that. Um, I'll call it a rejection. Uh, I'll call it closure. Um, was so horribly, horribly painful. I can't even project myself into another romantic relationship without mm. having it completely cause me to put emergency brakes on. It's like, oh my god, no, don't do that. I mean, I. I was so obtuse, Mm -hmm. I never picked up any sign from Mm -hmm. him that anything was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was really passionately in love, Mm -hmm. and it clearly gave me blinders, because there must have been signs. I don't believe that there weren't, Mm. but I I had blinders on. Mm -hmm. At any rate, I'm happy with my celibacy, (laughs) Um, and I, we're, we should move in next door to each other. Share a kitchen. You know what? Oh my gosh. We'll, have well a see, commune. I always say in order to well look, I wanna have sex, but I'm trying to wait to have sex too till I'm married. Uh but there are other outlets. Uh, there are. Do you use those outlets? I'm creative. <laughs> I love Tim. I mean, He's ha- like, I'm good. I'm good. I haven't become <laughs> a stone yet, mm-hmm. so I have feelings. Good. There, are, there, are, you don't need someone else. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I say this in order to be, in order to really experience love, you have to allow yourself, or romantic love, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Absolutely, completely. And that can be the scariest thing ever. And well, especially you now expressing the situation you went through. I could see how that could make you like, uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, truly, and you're right about the, the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it requires a good amount of trust in the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be hard. I mean, I will tell you this. I have a very, very, very dear friend named Ken. Mm-hmm. I love Ken. Mm-hmm. Are we? Do we? Are, are, are we having? Are Are we a romantic pair? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be. Mm-hmm. It's platonic, mm-hmm. but I love him, mm-hmm. and um, I'm grateful for our relationship. Good, good. Well, I mean, people can define relationships however they want to. Yeah. So I agree. So yeah. But we are I mean there are social pressures mm-hmm. that want to put us into these boxes. Mm-hmm. And some of us just don't want to be boxed. Look, if it works for you and you're yeah. happy, then so be it. Exactly. So be it. Hmm. Now, I know that you've been in the news a few times about Anna Wintour. Oh dear. From Vogue. Is the feud still on? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I am not interested in... in um, Actively feuding. 
No, yeah. not even remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I realized that the feud was still alive was when I was asked to be part of the audience um, in a fashion show for, was, is it Ocean's Eleven? What was the one with all the women? Yes. Uh, Ocean's Eleven? I think so, yeah. Fashion uh, show that at the Metropolitan Museum, mm-hmm. and I was ecstatic. It's at the Met, it's a fashion show, it's mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven. And I arrived to be part of the audience, and I was told that um, I was no longer invited, that it had become a Vogue event, and that the editor didn't want me there. Fine, whatever. I said, well, if I'm going to be uninvited, at least it was by the editor-in-chief. So <laughs> it just all seemed so petty. Oh. And, you know, what the, what the catalyst for all this mm-hmm. was uh, this little blurb in the New York Post. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said nothing about her character. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I just described... A situation. Yeah. Very Mm matter-of-factly. Period. Mm -hmm. That was it. But it caused caused all hell to break loose. Mm. She likes loyalty, not unlike someone else we know. But we don't know him, but we know of him. Mm. Well, uh, hmm... You said we don't know him, but we don't know Well, him. you know who I'm talking about. He lives in a great big white house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We'll, he likes we'll, loyalty. So we'll, does she. We'll pass on uh, <laughs> Mr. T-Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I really do hope that maybe, you know, I'm, I'm the person. I'm like, why can't we all just get along? Well, that's how I feel. And I and I aim to. Mm-hmm. I don't like holding grudges. Yeah. It's, but I am I I am fascinated by this one mm-hmm. because it is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. I hope I hope that that can get fixed somehow. Because I mean I also know how much you love the Mets. So who wants to have a remind? You know, that was that wasn't cool. No. You just invited from that. But it's not the first time it's happened to me. speaking of uh oh gosh trump (laughs) oh sorry speaking about fashion (laughs) where is his tailor he claims these suits cost him five thousand dollars someone's being taken to the cleaners and Uh, i don't mean literally literally. (laughs) yeah i mean it's appalling and why doesn't he button the button of the jacket why and what's with the tie that goes down to the knees? I don't understand <laughs> it. I just don't understand it. Oh, I, I know when he first started his presidency, you said, you know, he's got to be impeached. Do you do you think he's going to get impeached? I think all the stuff that's going on now. I just it, it all depends upon the midterms. It all depends upon what happens in November. Mm-hmm. Um, if, and if if the Democrats don't take back something. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be, I, I, I don't, I, I, I think you and I sh- should start looking for real estate in Canada. Oh my goodness. Mm. I'll house hunt for us. <laughs> I can be your neighbor. Yeah. Yay. Yay for me. Yes. Um, I was thinking about something that you said a long, well not long, Probably like a year or two ago, I listened to uh, from an interview, and I, n- I never said this to you while we were shooting the season, but one of the things you said was, I don't chase anything, oh. and how like opportunities 
find you. And for a long time, I had the mindset that I have to, I have to grind. I have to, you know, pursue. I got it. Like things have to be hard for it to happen. And when I heard you say that in an interview, I said, no, I need to adopt that. I, and that's a, another level of confidence where it's like, no, I am this awesome. And, and you are. And it's going to find me. Whatever is supposed to find me will find That's me. That's how I feel. If it's supposed to find you, mm-hmm. it will find you. I mean, I don't I don't mean we just retreat into a little bubble somewhere and no, wait no, for someone to knock all. on the door. It's about believing in what you do, mm-hmm. working extremely hard, mm-hmm. being passionate, and just mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean, everything that's happened to me, mm-hmm. I have to say, from from being appointed full-time faculty to being appointed associate dean to being appointed chair of the fashion design department, mm-hmm. it was never a plan. Mm-hmm. It was, I, And I found early on that things that you chase, that you are bound and determined to get, mm-hmm. always elude you. They, mm-hmm. na- they don't happen. They just don't happen. So you need to, as I said, work hard, be passionate, believe and just see, I mean, and, and that and, just and, checked me. Well, that just checked me again. Just hearing you say it here in person, it just chin checked me again. Well, I'm happy about that because for me, mm-hmm. being passionate, working hard, and believing is the reward. Mm-hmm. That 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 is what I want. I mean, I spent 29 years as a pauper educator, not knowing whether I could pay my rent next month if I lost my job. Mm. So. It's very humbling and very sobering to always remember that, which I do. And I'm not saying I'm rich. God knows that that isn't. But I'm, but I'm comfortable and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. um, financial collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling that I feel is, a, is an extremely incredible gift. And, I never ta- and, and also, I never take anything for granted mm-hmm. and I never assume works for me navigating life mm-hmm. that I mean I don't even assume that they're that I'll wake up tomorrow necessarily so I'm grateful for today mm. Mm. so when they walking these, in gratitude yeah and also not chasing things means when something does present itself you don't necessarily say oh goody goody it's here mm-hmm. you, you have to look at it very critically and objectively and ask is this the right thing for me and we were we were alluding to this in the last episode of, mm-hmm. not alluding we were actually talking about it about brands and mm-hmm. about brands approaching us mm-hmm. i'm very picky about what i will stand up for and represent because it's me mm-hmm. yeah it's the brand mm-hmm. but it's not but but as we said about each other we're not shills right we're, it's not a matter of oh well okay how much are you paying me for me to talk about this crap um, if it's crap, I'm not going to talk about it. Right. Because I feel people trust me. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, they should. And I don't want to damage that relationship. And I feel the same way, precisely. Yeah. And then suddenly our integrity and our credibility and our authenticity mm-hmm. evaporates. And then what are we left with? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And we have to live with ourselves. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Especially when we're all... Little homebodies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how did you choose what you were today? Well, I was very conscious of the weather. Mm-hmm. I was very conscious of the fact that it's day. Mm-hmm. I have a fondness for this linen suit. Mm-hmm. It's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I look good in blue, so I was wearing a blue shirt. 
and I channeled you. So, oh my gosh. what will lyrics like? And <laughs> and it's radio. I mean, we could be here mm-hmm. any type of way. Yeah, wearing the bonnets and the leggings and <laughs> <laughs> having a bare midriff. We could be, but oh my we dressed up. Ooh, here's another good one. What do you think about the state of plus size fashion right now? It has a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And and by that specifically, I mean plus size women should not have fewer choices available to them mm-hmm. than regular size women. What, mm-hmm. what do we call them? Regular, straight size. Than straight size women. Mm-hmm. There sh- should not be fewer choices. And I feel there are there are infinitely fewer choices for mm-hmm. plus size women. And that just shouldn't be the case. Uh, well, watching the market, there are... It's getting more, better. It's getting, getting better. better. There are yeah. more choices. I do feel the plus market is kind of in a, and plus size women, they're in a like a little bit of a rebellion stage because for years it's been like put this moo moo on. Oh, yeah. So now it's like everything's like, ah, I'm going to wear whatever I want. And, you know, I can do this. I can wear that. It, 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 and it's like we're we're caught up in fads or trends we're so concerned about style that we're forgetting about taste and fit well that should not be exactly that should not be and we all have to be mindful of fads and trends Mm -hmm. because that can be a slippery slope Um, and it's only a good fad or trend if it works for you Mm -hmm. i say this all the time and don't Mm -hmm. chase them it's just like Anything else in life, don't chase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or else you end up looking like a fashion victim. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is not a good look. Yeah. And 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 also, one can look as though one's trying too hard, and that falls into the whole fashion victim category. Mm-hmm. If you look like you're trying too hard, you are. So true. So, so true. Okay, speaking of trends... What's a trend right now that you wish would go away? Well, leggings as pants. <laughs> and now, thanks to you informing me, now the hair bonnets. <laughs> how do, but really, Lyris, in your experience, how do these things happen? I, mm. I mean, you know, the first time mm-hmm. someone put on leggings, they walked by the mirror mm-hmm. and they said, Oh, come on. I've got to get wear a tunic or I've got to get a pair of shorts or something. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, they walk by the mirror. They're still wearing just the leggings. And they say, you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> and then 20 minutes after that, they walk by the mirror and they say, I look hot. You know, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's delusional. Hmm. It's delusional. I mean, I don't mind leggings here As and there. Pants? But I have you been behind someone on an escalator? I know it's, it's a too lot much to information. <laughs> it's way too much, and the and being behind them on the escalator is bad enough. Yes. you know what the other side is. Oh God, it's just too much. I don't understand it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like to see when someone has put effort into their outfit. Yeah, I agree, and, and I have no objection to leggings, but mm-hmm. you want to cover. Mm-hmm. that area that we know we should cover. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Even if, it, if it's a long shirt. A long shirt, but even making sure that the fit of that is right. Oh, 
Absolutely. Think, Absolutely. You're yeah, right. I'm just I'm I'm over us running behind a whole bunch of different styles and we're forgetting about the fit. Yeah. And fits first and foremost. Fit is first and foremost. Yeah. Everything starts with your foundation. Absolutely. You know, whether it's a tree or whether it's your body and the underwear that, that you're putting on it. And it's absolutely <laughs> correct. So true. Also, I'm a huge advocate of shapewear, including for men. Mm. Now, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting, because I've never heard someone say that. No, oh, I'm a big advocate, and I wear shapewear when I'm on the red carpet. Really? Yeah. I hope I look better. I know I feel better. Mm-hmm. I just feel more put together. And on the red carpet, you need all the help you can get and psychologically because I hate it. Uh, I, that's because a million eyes are oh, on Oh, I you. always say I feel like a mongrel at the Westminster Kennel Club. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? I'm going to refer back a little bit to Project Runway again. Okay. Okay. What's up with season 17? What's up with season 17? Let me see. Because a lot of people have said to me, uh, Lyris, are you coming back? Uh, Lyris, are you going to be like a guest judge? You know, I, I'm like, I have no idea. Because <laughs> with all the change and everything that's that's happened, it's now going back to Bravo. Um, it was at Lifetime. So For 11 seasons. For 11 seasons. So, I mean, well, can oh- I get any tea? Yes, you can get the following, Lyris. Uh-oh. All that I can say about season 17 on Bravo mm-hmm. is watch what happens. <gasps> oh, gosh, y'all. So we're just going to, I guess, you know what? I'm going to let you slide. And just, <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to stay tuned and see what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Hmm. Is there anything that you have going on as far as like private projects or things that you've always wanted to do that you haven't done yet? I will tell you, answer to your first question, I'm working on a, on a new book <gasps> and it's about the evolution of perceptions of beauty and sexuality mm-hmm. in Western culture. I, it, the, the, the world is too big mm-hmm. and I'm using the Met largely as, as my point of departure. And wow. I'm very interested in interviewing you for the book. Now on the topic of the latter, Things wow. that, that I may want to do. I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful for every single thing that I have mm-hmm. and and have been able to do. I am so eternally grateful that for me to actually wish for something to happen, I, oh, I'd love to do this, it would be an unmitigated act of hubris and lightning should come down and strike me. I just think it, it's just, what do you mean? You have so much. You've accomplished so much. What are you talking about? Though I wouldn't mind having Project Runway win an Emmy. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you there. Uh, would you ever start your own clothing line? Never. <laughs> Never. Really? I'm in a nice, neutral place. I'm like Switzerland. No one can point to me and say... How could you be critical of that garment? I own this thing from you, and I hate it. Oh, my goodness. When Michael Kors was a judge on Runway, Mm -hmm. he used to say, I'll be walking down the street, and someone (laughs) will come up to me and say, look at this. 
the 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 handle of this Michael Kors handbag <gasps> has broken. How could you do such a thing? No. And he said, "Well, we'll we'll repair it. We'll repair it. Don't worry about it." But he said, "It's to have have your own brand out there mm-hmm. when you're in a position of being." Uh, of of making critical comments mm-hmm. about fashion, he said it's really it's really tough. Mm. So I'm I'm Switzerland. Okay. Uh, what about your relationship with the judges? Is it in a good place right now with like Heidi and Nina and Zach? Well, Nina and Zach, I only see when we're taping the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'll be very candid. I'm careful. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I, I'm careful to be professional mm-hmm. and to keep some distance mm-hmm. because I never want the lines to blur between uh, our relationship as individuals mm-hmm. and our professional relationship on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I was never in favor of sitting with the judges for the runway show. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that I was in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I've always said that, because people have asked, is Project Runway really like how you say it? I'm like, yes, they are very integral. Yes. I'm like, if they said you have five minutes for touch-ups, they meant five minutes. <laughs> and you know. Yes. They were like, step away from Lyris right now. You cannot sell that little piece yeah. to the him. I'm like, they are really about integrity. Yeah, we really are. And you're definitely about integrity in as far as your position on the show well, as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and regarding Heidi, I love and adore Heidi. And we see each other mm-hmm. um, independent of the show. We just had lunch a, a month ago here. Mm-hmm. I just saw her in, in Los Angeles this mm-hmm. week. Um, we sent out a Instagram and a Twitter. So she doesn't take it to heart when you critique her red carpet fashion sometimes. I'm trying to forget that I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> she is really breathtaking in person. I, oh I say the same thing. She is spectacular in print and, and on camera in any way, on television and movies. In person, she takes She's your breath really away. really stunning. She does. I had her hand and in nice. mine once. And yeah, and, mm-hmm. and nice. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. I had her hand in mine once and I said, Heidi, even your knuckles are stunning. <laughs> but Lyris, even your knuckles are stunning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I had to make sure I had got my nails done and everything too. But that's, that's what I mean about how we need to feel confident navigating the world and whatever that takes. Yes. As opposed to thinking, oh, God, I didn't do such and such, and I don't feel as good ab- about my appearance as I could. Well, yeah. that's your responsibility. Do it. It's so crazy that you're saying this because th- these are some of the things I talk about in my upcoming book, Make the World Your Runway. I love it. Thank you. Um, and the world just, is our runway. It really is. Every time we step outside of our door, how we present ourselves, um, the confidence that we have, um, our posture, our presence, our poise, um, how do we deal with pressure, all of those things I talk about in my upcoming book, Make the World Your Runway, uh, which you can get at my website, which is lyrisc.com, L-I-R-I-S-C.com, and um I'm really excited about it. You should be. And the world I needs... To, I have to give you a sneak peek. I'd love to see. And the yes. world needs your book. Yes. Plain and simple. Yes. The world needs it. I've had so many women who ask me about... I just... Lyris, I loved you on Project Runway. I wish I had your confidence. 
And that is what pushed me to start to write the book. That's wonderful. Because I'm like, I can't respond to all these women, but maybe they can pick up the book and learn different tips. So in the book, I take how I prepare for the runway and talk about it in the physical, psychological, and um, in spiritual way. That's wonderful yeah. and much needed. And you weren't born this way. This is an evolution. It is an evolution. And it will continue to be for all of us. Yes. Yes, and I love will. that you mentioned posture yes. because in the world of fashion, mm-hmm. posture means everything mm-hmm. because when your posture is correct, mm-hmm. your clothes look better. Mm-hmm. They just do. Mm-hmm. I had a man. You have amazing posture. <laughs> well, but it's because I'm vain. <laughs> I always say I have no ego, but I'm vain. My clothes look best when I'm, when I'm standing up straight and my mm-hmm. spine is erect. I had a man... Um, leave the subway with me mm-hmm. uh, at the 42nd Street station. And he came over and he asked, I was aware that he was following me. He came over and he asked, where can I get suits that fit me properly? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, tell me more. He said, I don't know, whatever I do, my suits don't really fit me well. And I said, can I be blunt? Mm-hmm. It's your posture. Mm-hmm. You need to to stand up posture. straight, mm-hmm. throw your shoulders back, not mm-hmm. forward, back. Mm-hmm. And he did in front of me. And I said, you look great. Go look at yourself in a mirror. It's mm-hmm. your posture, not mm-hmm. your suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talk about how your posture physically, but also the posture of aligning yourself with your goals and oh, your mind. precisely. Exactly. All those things. All yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe I can get you to. If you like it, maybe you can write the forward to my book. I would be honored. Are you serious? I'm right here and now. Yes, I'm honored. I'll do it. Yes. My face is stuck. Oh my god. Thrilled, thrilled and honored. Tim, Done. I love you. <laughs> I love you back. Oh my god. I'm like y'all. I'm trying not to like hyperventilate and cry. Oh my god. It's wow. A, it's a done deal. <laughs> But, oh, my God. Wow. wow. Now you just have to share parts of the book with me so that I can be well informed. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. OMG. OMG for me. OMG. Have you ever written a forward? Yeah. Yes. I'm deeply honored. Oh, my God. And this will be the best forward ever. I cannot believe this is happening. (laughs) And, like, this is actually being recorded so you you're getting we have evidence we have evidence (laughs) and you're getting my genuine reaction to this i am like well i'm I'm extremely flattered to be asked and honored to be asked oh my god of course my answer is yes wow tim i didn't even give you time to say whether you were serious (laughs) or not i don't care i'm writing it You can choose to use it or not. Look, I'm definitely going to use it. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Lyris, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. You got this. You got this. Okay. Um, Wow. I'm just... That makes me feel really good. Thank you. Done. That's just like a heightened level that you really believe in me, and I appreciate that. Oh, good heavens. I I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk about a few more of your favorites. Um, What is your favorite book right now? Well, I have become obsessed with, and it has to do with the current political 
political climate. I mm-hmm. become obsessed with books about um, ancient Rome and more specifically the, the the eventual fall of Rome. I went to Rome last summer. Did you really? Isn't yes. it fabulous? It's beautiful. It's, and the, I mean, the, you're you're everywhere you look and every step you take, it's living history. Mm-hmm. It's quite it's remarkable. Um, and a, an author by the name of of Adrian Goldsworthy mm-hmm. is my go to person these days. Okay, written many books about the the period, and and I can't get enough. I'm a real hi- history buff, and mm-hmm. I'm more nonfiction than I am fiction mm-hmm. um, when it comes to to reading choices. Okay. Um, and and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about having curious minds and wanting to learn. Yes. I feel that way every day. I want I want to learn more. Being a sponge. All right, what would, what's in, because I, I know you have an iPhone, right? I do. Okay, so what's in your Apple Music library? Like, what's your song right now that you're loving? Can I confess to you? Yes. I just acquired the Apple Music app Uh huh. four days ago. <laughs> okay. And you, you want to know why? Why? Because my friend Ken, whom I mentioned earlier, uh-huh. Brought me Alexa. Okay. So now my lights are all on Alexa. I realized Alexa is a is a uh, a speaker. Yes. So I have great surround sound. I have three Alexas now. Uh-huh. Um. So I'm I'm beginning to download things. But I will tell you what I've been listening to on on Alexa. Okay. And it has to do with memorializing her, Aretha Franklin. <gasps> yes. I mean, what's I, your favorite Aretha song, right? Well, respect, okay, which goes hand in hand with with, with what we've been saying. But yes. Aretha's Gold, which is an album that came out in 1968, mm-hmm. I will be cremate, cremated with it. Mm. It's it, it was has been and continues to be so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a spectacular album where every song is magnificent. Tim, we have so much in common. This is crazy because I recently made the choice that I want to be cremated. This is so we have so much in common. You know yeah. what I just what I, I learned I'm about? Like, I don't want to take up extra space. Yeah, I don't either, <laughs> and I don't want. I, don't, I do want a funeral, but I don't want to. I don't I, want to be buried in a. a I don't want a funeral, but my friend Ada talked talked me into having a memorial service. She said, mm-hmm. "Do it for the living," and mm-hmm. I thought, "Well, I'm not going to be around, so fine, do it." But <laughs> I learned this from my mother's passing because mm-hmm. my mother was cream- wanted to be cremated and was. Mm-hmm. There are salt urns mm-hmm. where your ashes can go mm-hmm. that you can drop it into a body of water mm-hmm. and it all dissolves. Mm. So I'm going to be thrown into the Hudson. I think I probably want to be thrown into Grenada because that's where my dad's from. Oh. So, I mean, that it could change over time because I really want to get to Greece and Bali. But, <laughs> but, but I, don't but you for, like but the for idea right now, of Grenada. Being, being at sea? Yes, because I, mean, I love the beach. And the beach, it restores me. It gives me peace. Uh just being by the water makes me feel really good. Well, and when you think about our remains, they could wash up on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm a little bit of everywhere, right? I like that, though. Better than being in some marble thing, on some marble urn on somebody's mantle, which creeps me out. I don't don't want want, it. I don't want that. Mm 
No, but I, lo- I love learning about these salt urns because they dissolve in water. Yeah, I would probably do that. Yeah. Just- or, or, you know, they do those other things where they can use your ashes and, I guess, like plant a tree or something. Really? Yeah. I haven't, haven't heard of that. Yeah, they like mix it with, I guess... Topsoil? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take that. That way you have the Lyris tree. I hope to replenish the earth. Here's a sign of my insecurities. <laughs> the sign of my insecurities is that the, that the tim ashes in the topsoil mm-hmm. would be planted, and after about four or five months, you'd find a weed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those are my insecurities. Oh You're my picturing goodness. a giant redwood, which I love. I'm picturing a weed. I, I actually would want to be a palm tree. Oh, palm trees are lovely. Yeah, palm trees because they bend but they don't break. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of like the story of my life. I've been through a lot of different things. I've bended, but I haven't broken. I love the palm tree. That should happen. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be, a palm tree. All right, I recently <laughs> was introduced to this incredible individual who mm-hmm. is an estate plant planning lawyer. Mm-hmm. He has made... My, I won't even say perception. Mm-hmm. That's that's a given. But but my planning for what happens when mm-hmm. I go. He's taken all the fear out of it, all the anxiety out of it, Ooh. and it actually has been a godsend. Wow. And you need you're incredibly too young to to really be concerned with it. But even this plan mm-hmm. needs to be documented so that you can be, you can be mixed with. Soil for a palm tree. No, it's I just got life insurance. Good. Um. So, one of the things I do have to do is, you know, I'm going to eventually have to write a will. Yeah. You know, you I think it's just good to have it so that it way it takes the stress off your family. Well, but if you don't write a will, mm-hmm. then the state decides. Yeah, I don't. What happens. I don't. Want I don't want state. that to happen. Mm-mm. No. No, not at no. all. No. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm definitely going to write it. And well. your book's going to be a huge bestseller. Yay! I received that. Thank you. I received that. It sure it surely is. Yes. It surely is. Everybody needs it. Yes. Now, um uh, what's your favorite TV show right now? What are you obsessed with on the tube? Cuz I know you like to watch TV. That's one of the ways you relax. It is um I like comedies. Mm-hmm. I'm not much for drama because we we live with enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show I have been obsessed with and still am is now going off the air after I don't know how many seasons. The Big Bang Theory. Okay. Which I love. Aww. I love. I love all the actors. I love the brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me laugh out loud. And, and these days, I'm grateful for that. Mm. How about you? What's your, well, I don't really watch that much TV. Okay. I mean, I don't watch uh, tons of it, but that's that's a regular for me. I mean, I probably at the most watch three hours of TV a week. Okay. Yeah. I, I probably watch three hours of TV a day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a week. I really, I, I watch a lot of stuff on Periscope. Okay. Yeah. All so right. like, I, hmm. But TV, let me think. And I love Amazon yeah, Prime. My uh, what show I recently got hooked on? Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. Oh my gosh, 
This show is so crazy, Tim. And it's on Periscope? No, it's not on Periscope. It's on uh, TLC. Okay. Yes. Okay. The stories and the things that you're like, what? Like, you don't see that this person is using It's like. Is it reality? It's reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. You might just want to check it out. I, I'll check it out. Yes. On your recommendation, I'll check yeah. anything out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Like, would you ever consider doing like a video set or like a Netflix series of Tim Gunn's Guide to Style? A lot of people ask me. You know, I did I did a show called Tim no, Gunn's no, no, Guide no. to Style. Yeah, it's like they want you to bring it back. or they... I loved, You know what I loved about that show? What? I loved the fact that it was not an intervention. I really don't believe in fashion interventions. Mm-hmm. Who am I to say that you should change? Mm-hmm. If you want to shout out and say, Tim, I need your help, mm-hmm. I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. But it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I would never make anyone into my dress-up doll. Mm-hmm. And we had two seasons of Guide to Style, mm-hmm. and people were saying, oh, let's do a Where Are They Now? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not even remotely interested in Where Are They Now? I, I don't mean personally, mm-hmm. but Where Are They Now with their fashion? They know what to do. We had an intensive week together. They know how to look their best. It's up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the I'm not a fashion police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to be. Mm-hmm. But I I but I love that show and I love the the whole concept of it and and um what it's about because it it really is about p- helping people be better mm-hmm. and not about you. You need to change that look. Well. Go screw yourself, Buster. I'm telling you, I po- I posted that I was going to be interviewing you, and quite a few people asked me about that. I think you and I could do it together. I think it would be phenomenal. Together. I do too. We'll have we'll have the Lyris and Tim channel. Yes, because <laughs> I think it would be. I mean, you have fashion knowledge, of course, beyond my years, but I do have my fashion knowledge as of well. Of course, you do. And I don't know. It can almost be like. A life coach moment meets a fashion coach moment? I, 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 you took the words out of my, ma- my mouth because you can help <laughs> women with the whole emotional aspect of this yes. and with the giving them, cheerleading them into into uh, risk taking mm-hmm. and, you know, just try it on. Yeah. Just a try lot it times on. It's not what you say, it's how you say exactly. it. Exactly. And um, I do have good persuasion. You do. <laughs> Well, you, your confidence and your comfort with yourself mm-hmm. is inspiring, and it and it and it transfers to other people, transfers to me. Thank you. Um, I, I I find it to be a, a truly incredibly special and and phenomenal characteristic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, I I think I'm going to wrap up. This episode of <sighs> Lyricist Lounge podcast. This was powerful. It was we great. talked about so many things. I know. Uh, I thank you dearly for your time. I thank you. And um, wow, I'm just I'm floored. Uh, if you have been listening and enjoying this episode of Lyricist Lounge podcast, please share it. Share it on Facebook. Text it to a friend. Uh, tweet it, whatever you need to do. And I, I hope that you're already subscribed and that you're following me. But uh, I plan to bring more conversations like this back again next season. This officially ends the first season of the Lyris Lounge podcast. Yay! I had a dream. I set out 
And I really made it happen out of nowhere. Really, my a friend threw me into this. Shout out to Great Scott. Uh, so, again, use the hashtag follow me on Instagram at Lyris L-I-R-I-S-C, if you aren't already. Uh, find me on Facebook under Lyris Cross. You can uh, also follow Tim at Tim Gun Gun with two N's on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, I'll see you next season. If nobody's told you today that they love you, I love you. God loves you. Have a great day.